So there. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. Why do you keep saying let us know your thoughts? Let me know your thoughts to me is a nice lead-in for So There. So There. I'm Tom Karamitis. That was a pregnant pause waiting for Tom Karamitis to say where he works, but he doesn't do that. I'm Gary Doyle from the Kramer Krasolt Company, or as it's known on Facebook, the Kramer Krasolt. And welcome to episode number two of So So There. Today we're going to start off with uh, one of my favorite topics. I call this health club irritants. Um, And I was at the health club last night and a lot of these things kind of came right back to me. Um, I'll mention a few of them. First of all, I think one of the things all health clubs could do to... um, to drastically reduce the amount of time people spend in the health club is to remove the mirrors. Just take all the mirrors down. Um, there's just too much primping and posing and even kind of clandestine posing, you know, where they just kind of, people kind of catching a glimpse of themselves and not wanting anyone to know. But my, my, my bigger pet peeves with health clubs is the unfortunate combination of health clubs and smartphones. Because I see people sitting on the equipment, and yes, I know they're doing their sets. They got to do three sets. I get all that, all right. But they're doing their sets, and then between sets, they're not just waiting thirty seconds to catch their breath. They're, you know, they're, they're texting and they're emailing, and it just gets under my skin. And what Tom Karamitis often does is I will stand there while they're on their phone, just kind of cross my arms and just kind of look at them. And what they always do, almost invariably, is they ignore Tom Karamitis, meaning this this gambit does not really work. All right, fine. But I want to make them uncomfortable because, frankly, I come to the health club, I want to spend an hour there tops. All right, I want to get my stuff done and I want to get the hell out of there. And um, so the, 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 the smartphone thing really really has ruined the health club experience because these are the same people that will go home and say, hey, I spent two and a half hours at the club today. No, you didn't. You spent 30 minutes exercising and two and a half hours texting or looking at yourself in the mirror. All right? So there. It occurs to me that this this podcast may become too grumpy men <laughs> complaining about things that annoy us. And you, the listener can see if it heads in that direction. We don't really know if it will, but it's a distinct possibility. Um, but I've, I've got a couple health club irritations. Um, one is uh, clangers. Now, if any of you uh, work out in health clubs, you know that uh, there's people who will lift weights, and when they're done, they, I'm talking about weight machines, they like to drop the weights so that they go boom with a crash and a boom. They want everybody to know how much weight they just lifted. And even if it's only like 35 pounds, right? 35 pounds, they lift it up, and when they're done on the 12th rep or whatever, kaboom, right? And the people that are clangers will always kind of, once they're done clanging, they'll kind of walk up to the mirror that Tom Kiermite has talked about and kind of look at themselves kind of check themselves out and yeah and then they go back to the next uh, uh the next weight set uh 
So clangers are a health club irritant for uh, Gary Doyle. Another curious health club behavior, I have to say, and um, is uh, is men who like to sit in the locker room nude without any clothes on and just kind of hang out and text and, you know, make some calls and, you know, kind of hang out without any clothes on, just walking around nude. That's weird to me. You know, I... I uh, when I'm done working out, I want to take my shower, you know, get in, get out, be done, you know, not hang out, uh, you know, in an ordinate amount of time. I'm nothing against nude guys, but don't particularly want to hang out nude with a bunch of strangers. Uh, but, you know, you, you, you sometimes you go in there, you uh, take your shower. As you're heading to the shower, you see some guy sitting there on a stool, nude, no clothes on, texting or whatever. You're like, okay. Then you come back 15 minutes later from shower and shaving, same guy sitting there nude, just kind of making a phone call. It's odd to me. You just hang out uh, nude in the locker room. So I don't understand that. Uh, And uh, uh, let me know your thoughts. So there. You know, uh, Tom Karamitis does not shower at the health club. Tom Karamitis chooses to shower at home. But I do remember the, uh, the, the odd cultural phenomenon that is the men's locker room. And, and one thing that uh, Gary Doyle mentioned, which I will uh, expand on a little bit, is, and, and men can relate to this. Women will have no idea what I'm talking about, but men can relate. When a man is naked in the locker room and he is walking, he walks entirely differently than he does when he's clothed. Men like to walk like their, their, their thighs are like tree trunks, and they will tend to walk with their legs really wide, akimbo, almost like they're, they're so muscle-bound below the waist that they can hardly, you know, hardly have a normal gait. So there is that weird thing, the, the, weird, the weird man naked in the locker room walking, all right? I will also say... And I'm not going to get into any more detail about this, but just walking naked for a man is just an odd experience anyway. And I'll just leave that at that. The other thing I want to say about health clubs is the one bit of, and you know, you could, you could um, go on and on about the obvious health club irritants, like people not toweling off their equipment and sweating all over everything and all that stuff. And that's obvious and that irritates Tom Karamitis as well. But the one time I did get revenge was, uh, and I'll, I'll set the scene for you. If you guys remember the Rocky movies, I think most of the Rocky movies, there was a, a sequence when Rocky Balboa towards the end of his his uh, his workout routine, and it was usually the final workout before the big fight, he would do this kind of maniacal jump rope thing, right? Where he's like jumping real fast and doing all these weird rope maneuvers and stuff. Um, there was a guy, I used to belong to a club called Fitness 19, right? There was a guy and he was doing that same routine. He was jumping like a maniac, obviously looking for his atten- for attention. But what happened is during this routine, his rope hit the fluorescent tube that was over his head, the fluorescent light, and fluorescent dust and glass went everywhere. And no one laughed, except for Tom Karamitis, who laughed a little bit inside. He was, I want to make sure the guy wasn't injured and stuff. But uh, I, I often look back at that as kind of the, the small man's revenge, all right, at the health club. See what happens when you do things for attention. Often something bad will happen. So there. Are you still with us after the health after the health club segment? Thank you. 
Thank you for staying with us. Um, much of so there is an endurance test for you, the listener. <laughs> so thank you. Um, advertising. Let's talk about advertising. I'm in advertising. Uh, I have been most of my career. Advertising's hard. It's hard to uh, to make ads. It's hard to make good ads. Um, but I want to talk about a few ad campaigns that perhaps you're familiar with. And I don't mean to cast dispersions on anybody that does the work. I know it's hard. Um, and they're trying their best. But I'd like to talk about a couple things. Um, Menards. Menards uh, is a is a home improvement chain and uh, all over the place. It's kind of a, a lower rent Home Depot. Uh, I probably shouldn't say that if we ever pitch Menards, but Menards used to have uh, so they have uh, they have banjo music, you know, and over that they've got a guy that's talking about Menards, and he and he and, and he says Menards probably. 12 times in the spot, and I picture a brand manager somewhere going, you only said it 11 times. We've got to fit that 12th time in there somewhere, so it's a lot of Menards. Save money on fertilizer at Menards. They used to have a uh, kind of a large guy with glasses who was the Menards guy, and he uh, died, I think, maybe retired. Maybe he asked for too much money um, when he renegotiated this contract, but now they've got a guy who just sounds very excitable, you know, at Menards. And then at the end of the spots, there's a little musical stinger that says, save big money at Menards. And then my family and I, when my kids were little, we used to harmonize on that part. And my daughter would go up on the line and I'd go down on the line. In other words, she'd go, save big money at Menards. And I'd go, Save big money at Menards. And if you put those two together, you have something that sounds like Menards spots. So that's uh, Menards. Speaking of excitable um, excitable announcers and excitable spots, if you listen to the radio, and I know not too many people do, I guess, I guess they make television commercials too, but Joseph A. Bank, Joseph A. Bank always has, is a clothing store for men, and they always have um, suit sales. And there are things like, you know, <laughs> you know, two suits were $199 or something and some absurdly low price. But the, but, the, but the announcer is so excited about the deals. He gets, buy one suit at $199, get the second one free at Joseph A. Bank. He's just bursting with excitement. Buy a suit, get three shirts free from Joseph A. Bank. I cannot believe it. He gets very excited doing these spots. Um, Joseph A. Bank. So just a couple of uh, a couple of ad campaigns there, noteworthy. We'll be talking about others in future pods, including a little spoiler alert here. A little spoiler alert, Moeller Honda. So, uh, if our listeners would like to start listening to Muller Honda spots right now, that would be great because that is going to be a future topic for the pod. Let me know your thoughts. Well, I, uh, <clears throat> Tom Caramitis tends to be a little bit sensitive to posting something that he thinks is clever on Facebook 
and don't worry, I'm getting back to the topic, posting something on Facebook and then no one responds to it at all. And then I'll let a period of time go, like 12 hours or most a day, and then in a a fit of kind of self-conscious panic, I'll delete the post. Case in point, um, Gary was talking about the Menards theme. Um, Tom Karamaitis, uh, uh, there's a service that actually Tom Karamaitis has used. It's called SafeLight, and they do windshield replacement but they must have the world's laziest jingle. It almost sounds like it was the very first thought a music guy had, and then he was like hit by a car. And then somebody felt like, well, this was his last work. We have to, we have to do it. And you might have seen at the end of all the Safe Light commercials, this is the jingle. Safe Light repair, Safe Light replace. And that's it. It's just so, it's so strangely unfinished. You know, and the commercials I think are decent commercials. They're 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 well produced. Um, they show real life situations. They show that kind of cool machine that lifts, like it's got these pneumatic arms that that lift the the windshield right onto where yours goes. It looks like it's a real slick process. And as I said, I, the commercials are good, but I just I'm I'm dumbfounded by the lack of musicality and the lack of inspiration. And in this jingle, and, and maybe at some point we'll try to get somebody on here, on here from SafeLight to maybe talk about the jingle with us, because I think it would be a fodder for, for enlightening conversation. Let me know your thoughts. And now we'd like to, uh, we'd like to end the pod with uh, something that we hope to end the pod with uh, again and again. It would be a recurring a recurring theme, if you will, uh, and it's 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 about inexplicable human behavior, uh, things that, that people do that really can't be explained, and uh, we're going to call it "I Wonder Why." I wonder why when you're riding an escalator down, um, some people step down the escalator. Uh, like you'd expect them to. And a lot of people ride the escalator all the way down, which is fine. But then they choose the last two or three steps of the escalator to actually move forward and start walking forward. So they'll ride it all the way down. But then for some reason, um, inexplicably, they, they, they take the plunge of those last two or three steps and, uh, and, 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 and walk off the down escalator. They, 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 they submit to the forces of gravity and, and plunge forward and take the last two or three steps. I, I wonder why that happens. I wonder why I really hate being called dude. Wow, I thought there was a little going to be a little exposition there. Uh, and I'm sure you, the listener, did too as well. But... Uh, let me gather my thoughts. I wonder why, uh, when you're pulling up to a railroad track, and and there are some cars that just drive across the railroad tracks, and others that kind of creep daintily across the railroad tracks to make sure that you know it doesn't get too bumpy. I've noticed, and I wonder why, the cars that are most likely to drive daintily and creep very slowly across the railroad tracks are gigantic SUVs. Rugged, gigantic, 5,000-pound SUVs that, for some reason, are the ones that have to very delicately and slowly creep across the railroad tracks to make sure that uh, that nothing happens. I wonder why. 
I wonder why people feel a need to say something when they're yawning, as if the act of the yawn itself is not enough to signify to the world that they're tired. They have to add something to it like, I'm so tired. Really irritating, and I wonder why people do that. That wraps another episode of So There. I know you can't believe it's over. I know you can't believe that the the 17 minutes has arrived so quickly. That's how quality listening is. Um, but I'd like to thank, we'd like to thank a couple people that were that have been involved in the production of So There. John Bender, a legendary uh, audio producer for uh, another country here in town, produced our theme music. Uh, Jim Furr, ad legend, uh, designed the So There logo. Uh, that you see on on iTunes and Google Play uh, with the man that we call Mr. Shout uh, holding the megaphone. So thank you, Jim and John. Also like to thank uh, Marco Morales, an audio engineer who is letting us use his sumptuous uh, announce booth. Uh, And I'm sure you're marveling at the fidelity of the pod. As a matter of fact, you can probably use this recording as kind of like 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 a stereo test file, you know, to test the limits of your speakers. All right. So until we meet again next time from Gary and Tom. So So there. there.